the counter in me pocket I'll fetch me running shoes from the van Cause when you've got all hungry with no food in your tummy Then curry, I'm your man Cause how we all lose it is a mystery It's like the changing of our wardrobes from a dire history But it's the one making us not stop Kilograms is all we've got to drop. La 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 la. Morning, gents. Morning. Morning. Uh, just for a little bit of context for the Diar Droppers, uh, today we've got a guest on um, from the sunny valleys of Bromley, Chris Hall. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good, thanks. It's all good morning. And we've also got the, the father of the Bobcat, the father of a six-year-old boy, Bob Cooper. Um, it's looking good this morning, the Bobcat. You just want to listen to that voice. It's like you go through puberty again. Um, For the context of the listeners, it's half two in the afternoon as well. <laughs> <laughs> listen, let's not give me a hard time already. <laughs> I'm tired this morning. Last night? Huh? Were you out of the pop last night? No, 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 no. Was I fucked? No. Do you know what I was doing last night, mate? I was pitching a tent in a field in the dark at like... Basically, we're going to a festival this weekend. Wilderness. Got my armband. Come on. <laughs> um, It's about an hour from where I am. And we're taking the boys. So, uh, me and Ella and, and another couple were taking were taking the kids. It's like a proper family friendly one. So we, me and Gaz said we'd go last night, set up, pitch the tents and whatnot, and then today we can go with the with the kids. But they got sent to the wrong car park. So we got there about seven o'clock. It was then probably nearly eight by the time we'd unpacked everything, got to the front of the queue for them to say this is the wrong entrance. I was go back to take something to the car, pack like pack the car, drive all the way around, probably 20 minutes around the site to get to another place, do the same process, then try and find a spot to pitch tents, then try and pitch tents. We started pitching tents at 20 past nine. Bear in mind, we thought we'd be home by then. And like we, we finished we finished doing the whole tent situation about 10, 10 40, 10 45, something like that. Like literally trying to pitch tents in the in the fucking dark. And then we were trying to swap the rooms and that out inside him in the pitch black. It was a fucking nightmare. To be quite honest, all the while I was absolutely drenched. That was a lovely. So that was my evening. Yeah, thanks for letting us in for that. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So no, I was not the last last night. I was, I was, I needed a beer. Fuck me, I wanted a beer, but I was couldn't be further from it. In the dark, Bob. In the dark tent camping, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chris, welcome to the pod. Um, Apologies for that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Listen, you said on the last. Good, good, to some, good to get some insight. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you sure from Bromley then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. Um, well, originally from Croydon, but then made the treacherous crossing of the border over to over to Bromley. Over to the valleys. So, do you know Ian? Do you know Ian personally then? I do, yeah. So his very athletic brother, who's been mentioned a few times on here, um, Gregory. I I went to school with him, um, which means I also went to school with Ian. But obviously, he was a few years below me, or two years. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I now actually work with his brother as well. So yeah. Oh, really? 
yeah so we're we, we know each other I've also played a bit of sport with and against Ian over the years we'll get back to that we'll <laughs> <laughs> get back to that so Chris is um, part of the rival football club he's a West Wickham player oh no yeah yeah this is this is going to be frosty today fucking hell um, West Wickham player but we were sitting at Barry Oakey two weeks ago arguably the best night I've ever had my clothes on um, and we had a chat <laughs> and Chris was like look I'm a diehard dropper I've been listening to these pods <laughs> I've lost a load of timber. I'd love to come on and talk about my story. I went, well, in you come, Chris. The water was warm. Come and have a swim, big man. And listen to Bob's tent, tent expedition. <laughs> hey, I did say, could, could you save it for after Bob's done the tent stuff? So <laughs> <laughs> tent diaries with Bob. Yeah. Um, that could be a nice spin-off pod, couldn't it? I don't think that'll go viral, that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, I was just I was just venting at my shit evening, I think. It was lovely, yeah. It was really nice. <laughs> so, Chris, um, let's let's go back through kind of the history. You've never been a big fella, though. I think when I was... No, not when I was at school and growing up and, and I played, like, ridiculous amounts of sport. So you, you get away with eating and drinking almost what you kind of want, don't you, when you're sort of 17, 18 and playing sport and that. But then you go off to university and suddenly you can only do one sport because it's all on a Wednesday afternoon and you're drinking 20, 30 pints a week, going, you know, eating whatever you want. Right? So that soon catches up with you. I've had a few um, injuries that have needed surgery and things like that. So slowly but surely it all sort of catches up if you're eating rubbish and drinking rubbish and not being able to do the exercise. Let's go into them injuries because I'm in the right old pickle at the minute with a couple of injuries. And talk about your kind of weight gain, because I want to know how much damage I'm about to do. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what have I had? I've had I've had knee surgery, groin surgery, then ankle surgery. So I've done all three over the last, I think about five, six years. I'm trying to think maybe it was a little bit longer for the knee. But yeah, so the, the issue with me, I've always, I've never had the greatest diet, as is no, no huge surprise to anyone who knows me. Um, but I could just about get away with it because I was, you know, training for football a couple of times a week, playing over the weekend, at one point playing on a Saturday and a Sunday. And you could just about get away with it. But then suddenly you have a, an injury and you end up in surgery and it's going to be four-month recovery or something like that, you know, by the time you've done all the rehab and actually back to... If you do, when I, I just carried on eating and drinking the same stuff. So, you know, if I wanted to get a takeaway, I'd get a takeaway. If I wanted to go out on the beers, go out on the beers. Like, I didn't really give it much thought. Next thing you know, you're, you're five kilos heavier. And then, and then it becomes, I found that I just got more niggles, more injuries, and I wasn't able to do the exercise to the same kind of level, but never really made any effort to, to change anything sort of diet-wise while I was consuming. It was still far too much, far too often, um, and the wrong stuff, basically. Um, Let's go into the hip injury. What did you have wrong with your hip? No, no, it was groin. It was a... Uh, groin, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so... I had a basically it's like a sports hernia in the groin, and oh. yeah, and it was um, it was a weird one because all the pain was was in my stomach, which was a bit random, like lower stomach. So I was um, took about six months to work out what it was, um, which you know, the one that goes into your balls as well. Yeah, like the, the, mate, the test for it. <laughs> oh dear, I might have, the test for it is basically I had to lay on a surgeon's table, starkers, and he basically legs, like, legs up they weren't up they were bent yeah like um <laughs> and he has to like 
he basically has to test that area of making you cough and he can feel when you cough in like the top of the groin and that's sort of area like whether there's this particular <laughs> problem and i was like this is this is a low point but um yeah it was needed because without it like he, he was the he was the bloke who, who basically took over from the guy who discovered this injury because it's quite common in footballers apparently and then yeah i had to have surgery and that was like six month recovery to get back and then i had ankle about two years ago and before you know it, it's probably like 18 months worth of recoveries. And, you know, obviously when you've got the injury, I wasn't then playing the sport either while I'm trying to work out what the injury was. That took me like three, four months to actually go and get get that to the point where I'm having the operation. Suddenly you're looking at like two years of pretty much like pretty stationary life, having gone from playing sport fairly regularly. And yeah, just, just noticed the, the pounds really piled on. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think for me, it's like the little things. Like you, I'm injured at the minute, and I will jump into anything. I don't really give a fuck, right? So <laughs> that's why I keep getting more injuries. So walking a marathon, <laughs> running a marathon, well, running half a marathon, and did walking the rest. All that, I had loads of injuries. Those injuries, my hips and everything, that sort of stuff. But when you get to the point where you actually can't do anything. I'm I'm a month into not actually sweating at any point. And then your brain starts going because you're bored out your fucking brain. Then you start eating loads. Mm. And it's just like a, a constant cycle of self-destruction, isn't it? And then I start boozing because I I need to get some sort of like... Like release. Yeah, it, it release maybe a bit of adrenaline or something like that. But it's, the, the problem you've got is like the more, the, the more you, well, the heavier you are, the more injuries you pick up when you're trying to do the exercise, right? Like... I know like, the bloke basically said to me, the surgeon basically said to me, you're not to play football again until you lose like 20 kilos, something like that. And I was like, right. And that was before the surgery. So I then put on however much in the intervening period post-surgery. And that's because of your groin injury, right? That one was ankle. That was ankle. He was like, your ankle's like, so hard to heal up because you're always using it. Like He said certain other joints, you can kind of immobilise them a bit and get away with it. But with your ankle, you're always... You know, either walk on it, you know, even when you're not playing sport, you're using it a lot. So he was like, you've got to, if you ever want to go back to actually playing football, which is how I did it in the first place, like you, you've got to lose like a lot of weight. He said, or it just won't hold up. And next time I'll be fusing it together for you. And then you definitely won't be playing. I was like, all right, cheers. And oh, so, yeah. So that was the, um, that's the issue. It's like the, the more you weigh, the more these injuries happen when you try and go back to the exercise. So it's like a constant, like you say, catch 22, you, you, you weigh too much, but you want to try and do some exercise or some, some exercise you actually enjoy to to lose some weight, but then you go and get injured and then you <laughs> completely the other way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking annoying. It's like a constant cycle. So let's talk about your kind of peak. Where'd you get to weight-wise? Physical peak. Yeah, so... I, I, you were I, looking I, your best, are um so i got to about 118 kilos um and that was around mid-april this year um height i'm 5'11 5'11 okay is that what (laughs) so i'm you know let's put it this way i'm so yeah 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 (laughs) maybe maybe 5'10 um but that was you know that was putting me quiet sort of 40 42 inch sort of waist well, jeans, that sort of yeah. thing. 
This oh, dog, right. my height, that 118 sort of kilos wasn't being held particularly pleasantly. It was all sort of stomach, hips, everything was there really. Like face as well, obviously, you know, you can't hide it from anywhere, but as in like the main bulk of it was sitting right where you, you know, your spare tyre job. And uh, yeah. Hey, and then what was the kind of point where you're like, right, I've got to get my shit in shape and what did you do? <sighs> There's a couple of things really. I mean, the obvious one is I get married in March. So I was like, you know, got to, um, yeah, I don't want to be standing up there, you know, in, in the state I was, in my opinion. So I was like, right, I need to, you know, do something about that for starters. Like I didn't want to have those photos and look back and go, oh, I wish I'd spent six months getting myself sorted out beforehand kind of thing for the rest of my life. Um, Thing is, it's easier. To, it's easier said than done. That though, like sometimes we spend. I, I would find I spend more time like procrastinating and thinking about the photos that might be coming up than actually put my head down and getting some of it sorted. And then the closer you get to it, you bear your own stand. And then on the day, you just feel like a, a fucking idiot. I, um, mm. I, I, I tried to lose a load of weight. I think I lost like over a stone, but which isn't enough. So I just chucked a load of money in a really expensive suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the arms are right, I'll get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair enough. To be fair, I might, I might end up resorting to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was obviously that was one part, is it? and that's like an external kind of motivation, like a date in time, where it's like, okay, ideally by this point, I want to look or feel a certain kind of way. Um, but then also, I just felt like I just felt shit. I'm being completely honest sleep wasn't great i felt myself constantly tired trying to like concentrate at work and get stuff done i just felt i just felt lethargic the whole time to be honest um, yeah. like you said i've never been a massive i've not been a massive bloke so i think my body didn't react very well at all to having put on 20 25 kilos over the space of a year or two you know a couple of years just wasn't reacting well to it what fat man symptoms did you get i mean you getting out of breath that sort of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. All, all the all the all that kind of stuff, like you know, go up, go upstairs and I'm out of breath, like just just basic stuff. You know, I tried. You know, I played a little bit of that football in the on a on the five aside, seven aside, whatever it was um, that you're that you've been doing. Like, and I would, you know, I was getting knackered after like two minutes, and it wasn't. It wasn't like that it was intense football. That be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not intense. That's not intense football. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm. You know, you look Maradona there compared to something, <laughs> but like I'm absolutely blowing after like a minute or two, and I'm this is ridiculous. Like, you know, I used to used to run cross country for school when I was like 13, 14, God's sake, and now I can't like can't go to the other end of a five side pitch at, at sort of what is a very slow, even if it felt like a lot of effort pace, without yeah, yeah without blowing. I just like, this is ridiculous, but. <laughs> Just the other stuff as well. Some of the stuff that you not mentioned in the very first pod really, really made me laugh because it was absolutely right. Like you know, you got to think about what colour clothes you wear because you know if you're sitting down, you're going to get the the under boob sweat or the yeah, like like you you suddenly you have to think about all that sort of thing. And I was just like, this is this is silly. Come on, like it was just I felt so conscious. Was there a particular fat moment, Chris? Like a thing we think, but a, a, a moment in time happens. You think, oh fucking hell, I'll, I'll, I'm big now. <laughs> I mean, not a specific moment, but I was I was rapidly running out of clothes. Yeah, that I could wear. So I basically resorted to just 
double XL MS t-shirts that you know nothing wrong with them yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing, nothing yeah, but there's nothing wrong with stuff like that but it's when you pretty much have cornered yourself into having to wear stuff like that yeah, which is, suddenly which is like, almost exactly where I am suddenly not having like, not having the variety as we mentioned earlier in this variety Bob variety Bob yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite bonds <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like, you, you know, suddenly it's like oh, I've got a meeting, at, got an actual client meeting at work, maybe somewhere a little bit more formal, if that's the right term. And it's like, okay, what have I actually got that I can still fit into? That's smart, you know? Yeah. So wearing like I'm having to wear instead of wearing a shirt, I'm wearing a polo shirt because that was easy. I'm putting a jumper over the top of it, even when it's not that cold, because the shirts. If I sit down, like. I'm worried a button's going to go and do me kind in the eye, you know, like it's, it's going to shoot off. And I'm in that world at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting down, the, the buttons are just like that. And I'm mm. conscious that, that people can just smell belly button. It's <laughs> <laughs> not fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it, yeah. So that that was the point when I was sort of, I was sort of like, I've really got very limited. I, I've got two choices here. I can either go and buy a whole new wardrobe designed around the fact that I'm now 115, 120 kilos. You don't get many good clothes at that the size as well. That's the other point as well because, like I mentioned, you know, I'm not, I'm not massively tall, so mine is very much sort of stomach heavy when I when I've put on weight. It's like stomach and hips. So try and get a shirt in like double XL or something that yeah. fits the stomach, but then doesn't have sleeves that make me look like ridiculous or shoulders that come out, yeah. you know, four inches past each shoulder. And it just looks like your clothes just don't fit, even though it's technically it's the only thing you can get around the derby. Uh, it's not, that was a real struggle. So I was yeah, like, my friend. Mm. so I was like, I need to, to do something. So the choice was, yeah, spend a load of money on clothes or spend a load of money on a PT. And I went down the second route, I'm pleased to say. I'll tell you what I've noticed with a shirt recently, actually, just pitching in with the shirt situation. So I'm I'm back in suits. And I'm that fucking big at the minute that after a full day, when I go see, tuck your shirt in in a suit and that, and then it kind of just fucking weighs me down. So like, because your shirt pulls on your neck, if I tuck it in too much or too tight, I feel like my derby just pulling it down and then I've, your neck's kind of like, do you know what I mean? It's like fucking put him on top of that. And I feel like I'm walking around London like, fucking hell, it hurts. <laughs> oh, no. That's what's going to make us go viral TikTok. That little video there. There you go. That's my, that's my input for today. <laughs> I hear you though. I do hear you. I know what you're talking about. You, you tuck it in and because the derby's sticking out of it, you really have to like fold it under it to tuck it into the trousers. Like it does like get quite tight. <laughs> yeah. And then it just drags my fucking really. neck down. Mm. Yeah, then when you when you lift up it untucks and you're like yes. fuck's sake, this bollocks in it. Yeah. 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 Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I get yeah, I don't it's, it's not on, is it? So you had that kind of realization moment where you're like, look, I need to lose some fucking timber. Yeah. What was the plan? How did you attack it? So did you fail for a bit? Yeah, to an extent, yeah. Like, I've had PTs before, and I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to start and just give it a little go myself. But I soon remembered why I've always struggled with that. And that's just, if I'm just accountable to myself, yeah, I just don't, 
I don't make good decisions. I'm like, I asked someone recently about that. Like, I just, just some advice on like the losing weight thing. And the, the, the only the one thing is that person said was just, you need to, you need to make yourself accountable. You need to find a way to make yourself accountable to someone to somehow. Yeah, completely, completely agree. And I think, you know, it, I could, I could say to my missus, can you try and hold me accountable? But that's just going to end in tears for, for both. Like, because I'm going to want to, you know, I'm going to want to pick up a bag of crisps or something. And she can say, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm going to be like, what are you saying? Like, you know, it's all going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of thing that I don't really want to put that on her either. Like it's not her responsibility to, to make decisions for me because I'm not mentally strong enough to make them. Like, <laughs> yeah. So having someone, having someone who I don't know, or at least I didn't know, like, knowing I'm going to have to stand on a scale and, you know, I've, I've, I'm meant to be logging what I'm eating, all this kind of stuff. Like it just ha- makes me, I'm, I'm quite, if I feel like there's someone waiting for me or there's someone at the other end, I'm far more likely to stick to something if it's just me. Yeah. I can say, I can say like, oh, I'll get up and go to the gym at seven in the morning or whatever. And I might do sometimes. Yesterday I actually went for a 5k run, which is like the first one I've done since lockdown. But like, that wouldn't have happened three months ago. I'd have been like, oh, it's 7 a.m. I can, I'm still, you know, I'm working from home. I can get another hour in bed or whatever. Like, it just would have happened. I know it would. But when I've got a trainer waiting for me, I'd never leave someone just standing around and not turn up. Yeah. I'm the same as that. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a team player. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't let a team down, but I'd happily let myself down. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. I, it, I've been trying to get the motivation to, to get to the gym in the morning. And I've done it probably once in the last month. And once I'm in, I'm working out. But yeah. having the thought of letting down a PT, I'd probably turn up half an hour early just to make sure I'm not late for them and do a much bigger workout or do whatever I need to do. Mm. Um, yeah, I completely resonate with that. So what's the PT done? Has he done diet plans, everything? Yeah, so I went to a company that... I'd seen a lot about like that it's expensive. I'm not, you know, not going to bullshit anyone. It's, it's pricey. Um, went to a company called Ultimate Performance. Um, they're based. They've got like I think they've got like four or five London gyms actually. Um, and they've got some in Manchester, like the worldwide or LA, Dubai, all that kind of thing. But basically, it's a very intense sort of program. Um, initially, I signed up for twelve weeks. That's just about coming to an end now. Um, and I will probably extend for another couple of months. Um, but basically, yeah, it's both. It's very nutrition and training kind of focused. So it was three times a week in the gym. It's now two. We've now dropped it down to two to try and extend the period of time that we're sort of working together um, kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, very nutrition sort of focused in terms of first few weeks. I mean, it's, it's quite it's tough, but first few weeks, I've it might have even been the first like six weeks it was it was brutal i didn't touch or wasn't meant to touch a carbohydrate at all wow you know when you consider like everyone loves it their pasta rice bread potatoes all that kind of stuff it was really tough like like it was because that's that's just if, if ever you want to go and pick up food on the go try and not get a carbohydrate in a in a meal that's prepared for you, right? So if you go to any stand, yeah. any market, like just almost impossible. Like, yeah, I've just, done it diets before. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, like, uh, even now, like Marks and Spencer's out of the pack. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to, to do stuff at home, so I try and cook up stuff at home, like, and take it in to work because I was like, if I go and if I go and wander to 
M&S or Spillfields Market or whatever, like that's yeah. what I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting oh. myself in the Lions Den choice-wise. Like, yeah, I, I do a PSL of places I can't go if I'm on a diet and a supermarket's terrible because Percy Pig start talking to you. When I did the, when I did the fucking uh, Dukan diet, I remember being like day four of just eating chicken <laughs> and this fucking hedgehog in Tesco was, was calling me the birthday cake. <laughs> and I'm just, I caught myself like just staring at it and then it must've been like two minutes and I was like, fucking what am I doing? I've got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this, this is why people say about prep because let's be honest, we wouldn't, this podcast wouldn't exist if we were all really good at making decisions on our own when we're faced with a choice between good or bad kind of thing. Like, we, we just don't we don't do the right thing often enough otherwise we wouldn't be talking about losing however much we need to lose um so yeah it's very heavy on the on the protein and veg basically so i've had a lot of meals of grilled chicken or steak or whatever with, with broccoli and carrots and blah blah it's not exactly the world's most exciting and you know diet but it's amazing so we, we've all done like me and it have done a lot of diets out back in the past as well but it's the longevity of it if you had to do that for like, like yeah if someone said do it a week like even that's tough but you kind of go right well it's a week yeah. out of normality but then like six weeks of that is six it might have even to be honest it might have even touched eight weeks i can't really remember um but the point was the way i looked at it was i was doing it and i was training and i was stepping on the scales and i was seeing big difference yeah makes me go okay this is working and also, like, the amount of water weight you lose was insane. Like, obviously, everyone used to think it was if you're eating fat, you're going to get fat. It's, it's sugar, it's carbs, right, that, that do that to everyone. Um, I'm not saying, you know, eating lard, like, it's a good thing. But my point being, people tend to overeat on the carbohydrates, right? Pastas, rice, potatoes, breads, everyone loves all that stuff. And then when you store an extra, I think it's something like an extra gram of carb, you store an extra three grams of water. So that's why you always shift that loads away if you yeah. go on diets in the first like week or so. Yeah, so the week alone, if I do that in a week, just exactly that, exactly that, because you your body stops using what you're eating in terms of carbs for energy, and it goes, well, where am I going to get that from? Oh, well, you've stored two ton of it in the last six months around your waist, so let's start using let's start using that. Why you start feeling rough about three days in because your body's like switching between sort of fuel sources, if that's the right term, you start feeling rough and then you come out the other side of it and all of a sudden, like, yeah, you're pissing like racehorse, like just constantly needing toilet because your body shift, all this water's being released. And suddenly, you, like you say, you lose like a load of weight really quickly. And I found that really motivating. Like I enjoy lifting weights and that's what this training program is all about. There's no like cardio or anything like that. Um, certainly not in the gym anyway. And yeah, I love or I, I enjoy lifting weights. I was lifting weights. I was <gasps> sticking to this sort of diet, which was tough. And, you know, did I manage to stick to it 100% for, for eight weeks? Probably not. Like, but was I about 90% there? Yeah. Like, there was definitely entire weeks go by without touching any, um, any, of, any of those sort of things I just mentioned around carbs. Um, but when you're stepping on the scale and seeing, oh, great, I've lost, lost three kilos this week. Like, that's like over half a stone. It's like, okay, like, let's start. yeah, it's motivational, isn't it? Like, you know. yeah, I did, I did a diet a while back, which was you're not allowed to eat anything that has been changed. So, chicken would be fine, veg would be fine, pasta not fine because it's been changed, rice fine because it's unchanged. And that was the best diet I ever did because it was like you're cutting out anything processed, like 
chocolate bars or anything like that goes anything pre-made is all that you can't do that so you're just eating unchanged food and it worked a fucking wonder and i could yeah. always go back to that then for the first three days that you mentioned there is such a funny kind of period because i gave up cigarettes so i was smoking about 30 a day and i was smoking from the age of about 14 onwards and yeah i won maybe i remember signing up for boxing i did they made me do three rounds on a bag, three two-minute rounds, and I couldn't fucking breathe. Like It was as if the whole world was in my chest. So I just went home, stubbed the cigarette out, and that I went to myself, I'm never going to smoke again. I hadn't smoked. Mm-hmm. That first kind of giving up period, I had the exact same sensation if I go on a diet for the first week. It's giving up sugar, giving up this sort of stuff. Do three days without sugar, you start getting aggy. You start, it, it's like an addiction you give it up. Mm. the amount of people that do a diet in the office that go oh you know it wasn't me my body wasn't used to it they, they never get to that point in nirvana where you're like actually this feels great and now i'm sleeping better i'm feeling better i'm doing everything i'm doing yeah, yeah. it's so easy to break in them first three days three four days and, and i've done so many diets because <laughs> i'm such a fucking self-destructor <laughs> i keep going back to it now i'm getting addicted to this like first week thing <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just put through the pain, eat a load of fucking chocolate, do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the first couple of months, and then I, I, you know I'm allowed a bit of um allowed a bit of carb and whatnot now. Like, but even that sort of, you know, some sweet potato, a bit of white rice, what that kind of thing. Like you say, not processed carb like bread or, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, bread <laughs> being an obvious one. Um, yeah, I always remember. Raps being the biggest, um, the biggest kind of false, false advertisement because I worked in Subway, right? And they, uh, years and years ago, they released all the calories. Yeah. We had to update all of our menus and everything. And I remember looking at their normal kind of six inch bread and then looking at a wrap and the wrap had twice the amount of calories because it has no yeast. So it's just flat, flat bread. So there's twice the amount of flour in there. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm having a healthy wrap. There's nothing healthy about fucking wrap. <laughs> it's like condensed bread. It's like the worst thing you can eat. And everywhere you go, there's like, eat a healthy wrap. Oh, I've had a wrap on healthy. There's nothing. Unless the wrap's made from fucking lettuce, there's nothing healthy about a wrap. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like, the bre- bread's such a killer as well, because everyone loves a sandwich. It's so easy to do. You just... You know, you got you got sliced bread in your bread bin. You cut the slices out. Three minutes later, you got a meal. Like that's yeah. I make everything into sandwich form as well. Uh, if I get a curry, I will put the curry in the bread and make a make a wrap. Little naan bread number. Yeah, I've, everything. It's because I was a sandwich artist. Probably the best in the business. But you know, hold on. Can we just pause there? I was a sandwich artist. That's what your to... official job title on Subway is. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. I saw that Nando's do the same I saw that the other day it was like a food engineer I was like oh come on <laughs> come on <laughs> you just pop some chicken in a bun right, let's chill I've seen a freshly made sub do be made well though that's art I'll, I'll oh, it's in your it's in your sister now that you that's, that's it <laughs> look at your sponsor oh, some fucking bollocks yeah, yeah. subway eat fresh <laughs> i tell you what subway do do well you know the little tiny um uh fucking hell what's the potato thing not a rosty a uh hash brown yeah the little the little mini hash browns i get from there yeah a touch 
Yeah. And the white chocolate and macadamia nut cookie is fucking delectable. Yeah. What a great time. Now, when you work in it, you have to get in there like two hours before it opens to cook the breads. But the first thing you whack in is the cookies and the smell of that running around that shop. Fuck me. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, not, oh, helping, not helping any diets, I'd imagine. How many cookies did you whip away when you were there? No, mate, they're very strict on stock. You're allowed a six-inch sub. If you work under six hours, you're allowed a foot long over six hours. But you're allowed to put anything you want in there. So instead of veg, I used to put veggie patties. <laughs> <laughs> unlimited uh, soft drinks if you're really hung over you could just go in there and just drink fucking coke all day it's fucking great fun it's best <laughs> <I can get laughs> okay so chris you went to the pt let's talk about the actual pt himself yeah what's the story is it female is it male no he's male um chap called reese i think he's been there a while uh, ultimate performance that's, that's the impression i get i haven't actually asked him but um yeah, he really knows his stuff. He he's good at holding me accountable. Like, you know, I get messages off him during the day and stuff, and not not over the top. He's not like you know messaging me every three hours like what have you consumed or anything silly like that. But like the app that you get with it, I have to put in like a track a bit like my fitness pal, basically similar sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that he can have a look, and I I get on the scale pretty much every day, um, which. Being honest, I'd prefer not to because, I, you know, you kind of have like, you might lose a load one day and then the next day nothing really happens and it's sort of like, but um, yeah, virtually every day. It's mainly, he he says it so that I can see how you're kind of reacting to what you're eating. Like if, you know, if you do have a, a meal where, you know, you've had a shocker, you know, what does your body do? Does it just immediately like cling on to a load of water and whatnot and shoot you up or does it, are you now processing it a bit better because you're, you know, a lot lighter than you were and that kind of thing. So that, that's why doing that, but he's, he's good at pushing me in the gym. Like there's times where I'm like, mate, I cannot lift another, I cannot do another rep. Like I'm literally, I'm in pieces. And he, and he's like, no, you're doing another rep. And just it gets me for it somehow. Um, yeah. Which is interesting at times. I'm not going to lie. I was doubled over the toilet the other week thinking I was going to throw up, but that was my own fault. I just got I'd had, um, yeah, I just hadn't eaten any breakfast, got there and he was putting me through some serious paces and we had to stop <laughs> 10 minutes for the end because I was like, mate, I'm, I'm literally going to, like, you're going to need to get a D for him out in a minute. Like, you're just going to have to give me a <laughs> stop. All right. And then Chris, are you, um, so obviously you've been, you've been on a, a nutrition plan with him. Mm. What's your relationship with alcohol like? Or what was it like? What What's it like at the moment? Well, at the moment, it's definitely better than it was. Like, I, you know, I like a beer. Like, you know, Barioke, as, as Ian mentioned, you know, I've been on a on a work lunch and had a few drinks and that kind of thing. So I still like to go out and have a few drinks. I'm a lot better at not casually drinking, just, you know, sit at home watching the football, I'll have a beer. Like, I've yeah. basically knocked that on the head. Um, that hasn't really happened. Um, and in general, I've tried to remove myself. I'm, I'm not good at making decisions like when I'm in the moment. Like, if I'm there... And I'm at a mate's barbecue and everyone's having a drink. Oh, come on, have a few drinks. Like, I'll crack. And that has happened during this program, yeah. especially over the summer. So like, I try and remove myself from certain situations. Um, if I'm not that bothered about going to it or whatever, I'll just try and step back. But I also tried to drive places because, again, I wouldn't get behind the wheel of a car. 
having had four or five beers, I just wouldn't do it. Like, obviously. Yeah, that's been my trick recently. It's yeah. just for from in the car, like you still can't question it. Hmm. Do you treat yourself in the car because you drove? Get yourself little wine gums or something. I have. I'll get, I'll get jelly tots, but. Two <laughs> <laughs> love a jelly tot, to be fair. It depends. It depends if you've got to go to petrol station or not. Like, mm. my relationship with petrol stations are fucking diabolical. Like, I've got a pet pump because if I go inside that building, I'm fucked. You can understand why the UK's got an obesity problem and stuff like that, though. Because if, if I look at Deliveroo around my area, there is not a single healthy option. At best, yeah. you know, fucking salad from Pizza Express. But they're usually fucking crap anyway. There's not a single healthy option. Yeah. You go to a service station, there's nothing healthy on their shelves. Nothing. I think convenience and health basically doesn't go hand in hand nine times out of ten, right? So if you're looking for the convenience of someone bringing your meal to your door, the likelihood is it's not going to be. Or if it does, if you combine convenience and health, it's usually twice the price. Yeah, twice the price and doesn't taste how you're hoping it does. My fit kitchen's just opened up to the office. Dreadful. I don't like shooting down businesses, but fuck me. I had some fucking curry in there, which is 600 calories, but it's the size of a thimble. It was like, oh, lovely. That tastes nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a portion of that, please. Yeah, I'll have a of them, please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so the relationship you got with this PT, mm. do you hate him a little bit? Or is it like a respect thing? No, it's a respect thing. I, no, don't get me wrong. It might be when he like, when we're getting towards the end of a session, I think I've got like one set left of something. I finish it and he's like, right, we're getting on the prowler. You got to go up and down the track. There, there's definitely hate at that point. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a strong feeling of like, F off, mate. Like, But then when I finish, when I get up and down that track, I'm like, I'm glad you made me do it. Because I, I'm very much, a, like once I've achieved, once I've done it, I feel good. Like getting up and going for that run yesterday morning, my head was like, what am I doing? Why am I getting out of bed? Like, to go go for, I don't do running, that's not me. But then I was like, well, I've said I'm going to do it, so let, let's go do, do it. And once I finished it, and once I cooled down and could breathe again, I was like, yeah, like, I'm really pleased I did that. So now I'll probably do another one. I think I'll, I'll find it easier to get up and do the next one because I've done one and I've been like, yeah, that was good. I'm pleased I did that sort of thing. Yeah, and... and- I've got this tendency, right, with PTs, where I like to test if, how good they are by trying to talk that much to get them out of doing things, to see if they'll get me, but, like, just shut the fuck up and get on with it. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible trait, but it's a bit like, let's see how good this fucker is. So I'm going, <laughs> can you explain the science behind that? Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You'll get the ones going, oh, well, basically, it's all the metabolic pain. I'm, like, 15 minutes done, haven't done anything. F- fuck you, mate, I'm paying for this. <laughs> No, these guys, these the ones guys really whip you into shape. The ones where I'm going, yeah, I'm actually paying for a bloke. I'm going to spy this fellow. He's going to get me into shape. He's not on my Christmas card list. Yeah. But from what I understand, and I, I could be slightly wrong on this, so if there's anyone from Ultimate Performance listening who, um, yeah, knows this is wrong, then correct me. But I'm pretty certain these guys get paid based on results, not time on the floor. It's the lovely sales pitch, there, isn't it? So lovely for, sales pitch. They've got, a, you know, they're like. 
It is, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a lovely sales pitch. It's a lovely <laughs> sales pitch. I don't get paid comms until you lose weight. Yeah, like, oh, exactly I'm, that. I don't they're all technically, I'm pretty sure they're all like self-employed to an extent. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah. yeah it, but it, then, so you, do you get paid for each session then? You got paid like you don't. No, I paid the like, company a membership fee or something. No, I paid the company an amount. No, so you, you can't train in the gym unless you're there with the trainer. It's pure one-on-one training. There's no. Yeah, yeah. Into this place with Jazza once, maybe. Maybe there's look. There's, you mentioned raw fitness, right? They're, they're like direct rivals. They're, they'll yeah, be direct. I used to do Matt Roberts. That was a direct rival. They were good though. They used to whip me into shape. Um. So you pay like an amount for X number of sessions at the start and then you you obviously use those sessions with your trainer they allocate you a trainer who fits the times you want to train um and all that sort of thing that is a genius if that is true you do pay for time then basically like what they're saying is total bollocks no but if it's like you're paying the company i'm saying that what the trainer gets from that amount of company varies depending on the level of success they have with the client uh, I understand. So I'm sure there's a minimum amount, obviously. So do you have to log? So do you have to log your weight loss, or whatever, with on some sort of central app, or that's with yeah, the- yeah, to the app. I have to put my weight in. I've put my food in. I'm, I'm meant to put like it links up to my what or my my Apple Health. I can't remember what it is, but so it registers my steps every day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm meant to put in how much water I'm drinking. I haven't really been doing that, but I, I'm fortunate. I've always drunk loads of water, so I'm I'm all right on that front. Um, as you can see, I mean, this is the size of God knows what this bottle. Like, Christ, this has got one of them. Yeah, it's got two. Yeah, got, got the time on it, like you know, eight AM. Let's go. Oh, you got one of them ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I rattle through, <laughs> I rattle through two, or, two or three of them a day when I'm at home, and then if I'm at work, I've got like the Evian bottle. You know, that's the game changer. Yeah, too, yeah right? four or five. Yeah. So that's, if that actually is the way they get paid, how fucked off would you be if you're that PT that you've just gone on a massive wild bender on a weekend and you've got a bonus sitting there? I'd be going, look, just fuck, fuck about with the scales. I don't care. Get <laughs> them. I've got a mouth to feed you, fucker. Come <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously I can't be 100% sure, but I think the geezer seems to really care like about, and don't get me wrong, obviously it helps, it helps you really care if there's finances at the end. We all work in recruitment, right? Like, you know, you, you care far more about the jobs you fill um, and there's some money at the end. But I think he does seem to genuinely care. So he he actively encouraged me when I've hit certain like milestones, go and have a Chinese, go and, you know, not a, not well, a full on out. He's not talking about a whole day, you know, when I've had Chinese for breakfast, lunch, you know, seven, 17 pints or whatever. But like, he'd be like, go and have a meal, whatever you want, don't log it. What would you go for, Chris? Sort of interest. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Oh, that's difficult. Right, thank you. Yeah, I mean, almost certainly, almost certainly Chinese, I think, would be my... If I was takeaway. Yeah. Takeaway Chinese, if I'm going out somewhere, more likely to go, go for a route. Like, what's, what's your order? It is 8.51. What are the non-negotiables in the Chinese takeaway order for you, Chris? Uh, <laughs> so the starters are the main ones, to be completely honest. So, you know, all your... I agree. All, yeah, all your satay chicken, prawn toast... Your chicken balls, yeah, yeah. spring rolls, all, all that kind of stuff. Like, see, yeah. chicken balls nowadays. Like, I I don't know anywhere that does chicken balls these days. That seems like that's like a di- died art. I mean, that's that genuinely. I think you should consider putting the house on the market and move, mate, because they're yeah. <laughs> get yourself you to sell it for much. If that they have a decent Chinese round in fucking wiggly wiggly wobbly path wherever. You oh. <laughs> 
I just don't know anyone does them anymore. No one sees it like all like you can get the little shredded garlic and chili chicken pieces. They seem to be fucking everywhere now. They've taken over the world. Nice. Smoke, the old smoke shredded chicken job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, like actual the you know the chicken balls in batter, you know, sweet and sour situation. Not had that for a long time. Not even seen on a menu. Which is oh, the fucking shame. Yeah, this is yeah. very controversial. There's plenty around them, Bromley way. I don't order mains at a Chinese. I go star and duck. That's it. Yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that though, because because no, there's no, so no. much fun things to choose from. The best one, the, there's one down the road, uh, Ian. You might have been like the Thai elephant in Coney Hall. Oh, oh so I've like, heard things about it. I've never been in there. Yeah, so look, it's, it's quite a funny place. Like, probably could do with a bit of a you know lick of paint, a bit of a you know upgrade. Yeah, yeah, but it's basically, I think it's like fourteen ninety five or fifteen ninety five. Just eat what you want, like all off the menu. That was much Brilliant. as you want. So. I would like I'd do similar to you and focus on starters duck. But this one, you have as many starters as you want. Then you go duck. Yeah, throw a main in. Why not? It doesn't matter. You don't eat it. You're not paying any extra. So yeah, I'll always chuck a chow main in or something at the end, just to you know. Portions aren't huge because they know, but they're generally happy if you want to order another one. Like, so is it a Chinese or a Thai, or is it one of them? It just it's got a whole mix of everything going on with it. Bit of a hybrid. Bit of a hybrid model they got going on. If you want to pad Thai hybrid model, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get a chow main. Yeah. Asian, yeah. 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 They basically, <laughs> got, they basically got, got cats who curry knocking around in it as well. I had a bit of Japanese. What I like to do is prawn cracker and then make little sandwiches out of prawn crackers. Because I was a sandwich. Oh, what a sandwich you like is. What a wank thing. <laughs> I like to just load them up. I use them as basically big spoons. Yes. But I'm Bob. That's where the sweet and sour comes in for the main. You dip it into the old sauce. That little (laughs) crack at the start. Fucking hell. um, To be fair, just after after I've had my feed off a plate, just sitting with a bag of prawn crackers and the curry sauce, just dipping and fucking going to town is is a great time. My dog loves uh, prawn crackers to the point where we can't order Chinese's anymore. He's like desperate. He makes, yeah. oh, oh, oh. It's a great little noise he makes when he eats it as well. <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, what? Um, how much you've lost so far? Then, how's how's the success been going? Um, so I'm just under sort of one hundred and two now. So I'm like one hundred and seven. Oh, sorry, one hundred one point seven, one hundred one point eight. That's all nice. the amount. So I'm so I'm down what fifteen, sixteen kilos. Um in approach in basically three months call it give or take a week when we were both away um what's your goal so originally i said to him you can get me to 100 kilos i like i shake your hand i'll be well happy sort of thing um yeah now he's saying to me there's nothing stopping you getting to 90 like you're not getting married till march you know seven yeah. months away you should you could easily get yourself to 90. then he was talking about low 80s i was like mate let's just let's let's rein it in a little bit like <laughs> I I work better in small chunks. Like I started at under an eighteen. He was like, "Well, when we get to one ten, you can have a have a meal. Get to one oh five, have a meal. When you get to hundreds, you know, kind of saying." So I work better in those small sort of targets, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping I can get to about if I could get to low to mid ninety or ninety two, ninety three, another ten kilos, something like that. I think I'd be I think I'd be pretty happy there. Like, yeah. I think maintenance will be so much easier than actually trying to get there in the first place. That's why I put myself, like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to make the sacrifice now. Just do it for three months, four months, whatever it is. Maintenance will be a lot easier because, A, I'll be able to exercise. 
Like, there's no way I could have could have done that run three months ago. Not just fitness related. I'm certain my knees or ankles or whatever would have caused me some sort of drama trying to do that. Um, so yeah, the, the plan is hopefully get down to like low nineties and then fluctuate anywhere within a kilo or two of that for well the rest of time. So like are you going back to football or are you like re- avoiding the injuries? No, I want to go back. Mrs. is desperate. I like, don't because ever since she's known me, she's just known me go and play football, get injured and then be being carved open on an operating table afterwards. But um, I want to play, i see if I can play vets. I think I qualify for vets. 35, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not sure whether it's 35, whether you turn 35 in that season, that's okay, or whether you already need to be 35. There was something about the total age on the pitch, I remember. Right, yeah. So I just, I haven't followed it. thing is, because I'm getting married this year, like, realistically, I won't be playing much in the early part of 2024. Because, sorry, next year I'm getting married because I can't run the risk of catching a shiner or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, something like that. And like, it wouldn't be worth my while, the, the grief at home I'd get if I had wedding photos with a black eye or something. Um, so realistically, it'll probably be next season. I'll be 35 anyway then. But yeah, I want to get back to it. I miss it. If you play for a different club that weren't so hated, you wouldn't get that that <laughs> Yeah, but you wouldn't win much either. So, yeah. oh me, yeah. You know what happens, right? You, you play these a lot, and I'll give you a little bit of context, right? Chris knocked ten goals past me in two weeks, and I was a goalkeeper. He was a striker. On the probably eighth goal, we put the team that I played for on holiday. So we had a load of like it was like old blokes and, and children that stepped in. Yeah. No mercy. <laughs> They were useless, right? The team that I had was fucking useless. And these guys are top of the league, unbeaten for like two seasons or something like that. The eighth goal went in. I'm lying in some fucking puddle of mud, <laughs> covered in shit. They beat us like 9 0 and 9 0 back to back weeks, yeah? And he turned around and went to me, Do you want me to call your brother at half time so he can give you a listen on how to be a goalkeeper? Oh, savage. You know what's even worse, Bob, right? You go to their fucking clubhouse. And they, oh, we're, I've had the best team I've ever play, played with this year in the twos. We were decapitating teams. We went over to their place and they had the shittiest side out that fucking got a last minute equaliser and beat us an extra time. Then he goes to their clubhouse, right? And they've got a song that they sing. We they stand on the table and they all sing along. And you're sitting there going, I want to fucking petrol bomb this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good clubhouse, though. Got all the games on the old Moody Three O'Clock. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, is it, I do enjoy going down there, but there is every time I go there, there's that dark mind of, oh no, 18 0. And I don't, I can't remember the last time we won at your place. Even we were, I saved a fucking penalty. We were 1-0 up this season. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the day I was up there. Yeah, saved a penalty, 10 minutes to go. Corner comes in, fucking geezer knocks it in. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a win down there. Absolutely fucking brutal place. Um, bloody West Wickham. Okay, so obviously, that's <laughs> set me off fucking West Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> in the context of any uh, Wickham boys listening, uh, Ian plays for Albertsonians, by the way. That's who yeah, yeah. fucking golden black. Real- Could you give us a rendition of that that West Wickham song, please? Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, God, I don't normally do the initial singing bit. 
I'm normally just one of the ones in the background. So I think it's we are Wickham, mighty, mighty Wickham. We love running in the morning, in the evening. Um, up again, down again, back again, mighty men. West Wickham, la, la, la. <laughs> That's bit of the old repeat after me but it's, it's well known all over South London now right. what, what I would say is that I don't care how fucking good you are at football if you make me sing that song I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite enjoy it it reminds me of uni days when everything was like you had to turn everything into a song right like, just... yeah yeah. I like West Wickham so much I've got to change the subject <laughs> um, alright so um Chris, this inspired me a little bit. Look, the, the whole routine that you're in at the moment is something I've done in the past. And I've always felt fucking great when I've done it. And I think I need to get back to that now. That's, that's definitely got me back inspired. The whole PT route, I've been... It's like a cost v reward base for me where I've done so much dough and PTs. They've worked every time. Shout out Tommy Wilkes was probably the best one. What a fucking bloke he was. Got on with him so well. I talked to him about life and recruitment. He went and became a recruiter. <laughs> then I banged on three stone when he left. <laughs> um, yeah, I think signing up for a PT is the way, I think. I need to get back on it. And fair play to you. That's a hell of a fucking bit of a, bit of a weight loss. Yeah, it's a good shift. What time frame's that in, Chris? That's like over two and a half stone. Yeah, it's about three months. So I started late April. Yeah. So we're now early August. Yeah, there was a week or two off where trainer was away. I was away. Um, and you've done like 16 kilos in that time. We've been doing this pod for, what, four months? It's been probably a similar time frame, to be honest. I've lost probably five kilo- kilos. Yeah, I weighed, I weighed this morning, by the way. <laughs> um, 162.7. So I've lost, <laughs> yes, what's that? I can't remember. It's about five, it's about five yeah, five or six, something like that. You're... F- Five off me. I was one five seven, I think, this morning. Um, that's it's got to start picking up the pace. Yeah, I like this. this I've, I've been trying not to do uh, carb only diet, uh, protein only diets, no carb diets because I lose it all and then whack it on quicker. So it's like a lifestyle change that I'm never quite used to, but. Oh, I used to fucking eat a whole chicken at lunch and stuff like that, but <laughs> nothing else. And it worked every time. Yeah. But um, it's all yeah. about that. It's about getting the, in my opinion, the bit that was, that's always hardest is getting the mindset of I'm accepting I'm going to suffer for the next, however long it is, because I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to say no to a lot of stuff. I'm just going to sacrifice loads of stuff that I would normally be like, yeah, I'm bang up for that. Yeah, whether that be a night out, whether it be a takeaway, whether it be a, you know, whatever it might be. But in my head, I'm like, it's not forever. And yeah. think how quickly yeah. you put it and on. And do you worry about putting it back on though, Chris? I, yeah, look, I, naturally I do, but I, I back myself to be able to maintain to a degree. Like I'm not trying right. to be on the front cover of men's fitness, you know, I don't... No, yeah, of course. I'm yeah. interested in that. But if I can be within a couple of kilo range and also yeah. what this has done is it shows me, I know I can lose some weight quite quickly. So if I do have a bad month and put on a couple of kilos, like I know I can shift that reasonably quickly. Yeah. Tweaking diet and that kind of stuff. I, I just think like, you know, we've all got mates who are, you know, stick thin or not stick thin, but like just 
wild class is like just regular kind of size. Don't need to put weight on. Yeah, and we go we go out with them, and they have the same eight nine pints we do, and they grab a kebab on the way home. But I think their choices the rest of the time are are a lot better, and that's where I think the difference lies between people who are a lot bigger and a lot. Everyone has their indulgences for their whether it's socialising or a holiday or whatever. But it's the rest of the time like we're guilty when we're sitting around at home. There's nothing going on of still making the choice of shit food or couple of beers or whatever that mindset i've managed to shift at the moment i've got no desire to sit at home and have a couple of beers watching the football on a thursday this weekend though Uh, that's gonna be a toughie yeah it it will be but i I don't at the moment i've got no fear about desperately going back to boozing about wanting to do it yeah 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 Yeah, the moment the same so i've i've um i've just done five weeks no drinking and it was a lot easier than i thought it was going to be like, because I was in a very boozy place. And then after after Ian's wedding, actually, I just had five weeks off. And actually, there was probably only two or three times I really fancied a beer in that time. Otherwise, I actually found it okay. And that's got me used to saying no to things now. I'm missing out on all that stuff. So at the mm. moment, I feel like I'm in a good place with not being bothered and, and committing to something and, and actually sticking with it. The problem is I'm just not finding the time to p- turn that into exercise. Mm. And then that's when the weight loss just isn't, isn't picking up. I was hoping it would be a kickstart, but at the moment I'm just not finding a minute. Like I've seen my PT once in the last four months. And like this week I've tried to book him with man to cancel a couple of times. His work's fucking mental. And yeah. at the moment I say, I'm in the headspace where I want to try and really kick on. I made another lifestyle decision this week, this week I signed up to a gym in London in the city that has a pool. So I did 30 lengths of swimming on Wednesday, which I was really chuffed with at lunchtime. That's the content we need for the Instagram. That would have been incredible to watch. <clears throat> what the swimming? Swimming Bob, I want to see. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, backstroke Bob. Yeah, backstroke Bob. Did you jump in the same as you did the um, the Cornwall? <laughs> no, no, none of that. It was very elegant, step down the step. Yeah. Um, the swimming, swimming's great for you. Like, absolutely great. Yeah, 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 that's my plan. So get injured, well, at work now we've got uh, we get full health care, and then that pays fifty percent of your gym membership at, or at Nuffield House. So I'm at Nuffield House in Moorgate. So I get it's hundred and thirty something quid. You get it at half price, and then my, our work pays the first fifty pound of any membership as well. So I'm basically get, I think I'm getting it for sixteen quid a month, yeah, and that right. means I can use the Nuffield House in Oxford as well. But the reason I've signed up there specifically is just because um, because of swimming. I've just gone well. It's low impact. I enjoy it. Like it gets all your body moving, and so my, my lifestyle decision changed this this week is is taking up the swimming <laughs> at lunch. See if that see if that helps. Because if I can't fit if I can't fit working out into my working day, then I'm then I'm fucked at the moment. I'm getting home at like I'm getting home at half ten eleven o'clock at night at the moment when I work in London. I'm working in London a hell of a lot, like three or four days a week, and I'm leaving the house at half five. If I don't fit a gym membership into that time, it's not like. That's That's it's, it's the mental strain of everything at the moment. It's just there is no way I'm thinking about anything else but the but work. And then when I'm getting in, I'm yeah. just like sitting there as a zombie, staring at the ceiling, stroking the dog. Fucking, it's. I need to get something where it's like either first thing in the morning, uh, I just go get in, get in the gym, do something. But I think the PT is the one thing. I'm 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 with you, Chris. I, I don't like letting people down. And they're trying to earn a crust. I need to be accountable to someone else. I've, I've learned that over the years that I can't 
just be accountable to myself because it just doesn't. I, I can do it for a bit. I can be like, oh, no, I'm trying to be healthy this week or whatever. But, you know, if you want to make a big change, which ultimately dropping tens of kilos is is a big change. It's not a, it's not a quick fix. It's not going to happen over, over a week. You know, then I need that accountability long term. Um, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we go in, I have my session and we go in a meeting room and he does all the measurements. He like gets the tape measure out around me, Derby and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I have a good pep talk with me of like, you've come this far. Don't, don't blow it now. Like don't, don't revert back. To, it's quite have you um, had the before and after photo? Are you going to be on some wall somewhere? <laughs> yeah. I've had, yeah, I've had a load of before and after. They take photos every couple of weeks. So I've had, I've got my original to now. Uh, I don't think it would quite be um, postal worthy. You know, Liverpool Street Station? Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. coming from, as if you were heading up towards sort of commercial street, that kind of way, like you're heading down those steps <laughs> where the, you know, there's a KFC and a, thingy on on the high street yeah yeah you go down those steps there's a huge billboard on the escalator like as you're going down on the where the wall drops down that's ultimate performance there's like load of like before and after photos on that that's them um so i don't think i'll be on there anytime soon um let's get you on there chris that would be um yeah you could do a video where you're singing a west wickham song couldn't you that'd be nice i'll have me top off but my west wickham scarf on yeah um, oh, the <laughs> <laughs> we love lifting um, <laughs> yeah like yeah could um could do that yeah like they've done they've done a lot of photos so, yeah i've got photos of where i was to where i am um but yeah i haven't got the finished one yet like i say, i'm gonna gonna roll it for a couple of months i think um just to try and get that final five ten whatever it is whatever i can shift um yeah should, nice should take me i think i think I'll, if i'm doing two a week and i think the, the extension is like 18 sessions or something should just about take me up to just before christmas because I'm, i've got my um my fiance's mum's coming over from australia in a couple of weeks so you know i'll have a couple of weeks off work yeah. and not going up to london so yeah i said to him i'm not really going to be around um so like that'll be an interesting like test two weeks of no accountability really yeah, um, well, you continue to do your runs and all that stuff that you've been doing outside I'd like, of business. I'd like to. That's why I started the run. So I was like, I feel like if I get myself into a bit of a mini habit over the next couple of weeks before they yeah, run, yeah, yeah. I'll still try and do that. Whereas I think if I was just starting like, oh, they're here or she's here, like, oh, I'll, do I'll just leave it kind of thing. Whereas I'm hoping that now I'm like, okay, I'll go and do a, a few runs um, just to keep myself ticking over in that, in that period. But it'd be interesting to see actually because – Naturally, I will have a couple of drinks, of course. I will, you know, we will eat out. You know, we're going, yeah, to, nice. bar, we're going to bar for a couple of days, that sort of thing. So, like, it'll be interesting to see where it, where it kind of comes back to. But, yeah. Well, um, mate, it sounds like you're doing a great job. Thank you for thank you for coming on and sharing sharing the love. Um, hopefully, we can get you back on, Chris. Let us know how you get on. Let's get you on before yeah. you went in and see, see what you got down to, how it all went. Yeah. Um, also... We're looking at doing an event with as many droppers involved next year as we can. Event not been decided yet or defined, but are you up for jumping on board and absolutely? On yeah, yeah, absolutely. Count, count me in. I mean, unless you tell me it's like bungee jumping or something, then yeah, I'll, 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 I should be all right. Be I'll go nowhere near a bungee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bungee jumping with a metal chain, metal chain. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nothing to do with the bungee. <laughs> 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 
Right, James. Wiki, Chris, thanks for, thanks for having no me. Worries, guys. Last question, last question before you go, mate. Who's gonna who's gonna get 50k first, me or Ian? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to say Ian, but let me caveat. Oh. I'm saying Ian because I I've seen Ian just go like he's very all or nothing. I think if he can get his mindset into I'm going all. I've seen him before he's done his boxing stuff and he's like just not not had a drink in like four months or something and boxing four times. If he can do that, I think him. If he doesn't, I could see the old tortoise and the hare scenario where he like shoots ahead a bit, but then you slowly but surely just wear him down. So yeah, we'll have to um, we'll have to see at the moment. Money, you've, you've gone with Ian, which I'm not happy about. But yeah, that's yeah. that's two ones you in at the moment, yeah. He's buying my merch, not yours. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's voting for who? So who did Gareth go for? I can't remember. Gareth went for me. Gareth went yeah. you. Uh, for me. Both on you. Have you tried the infamous steak flavored KP nuts? Have I? Are they good? Have I? Literally off the back of your podcast. Yeah, like I went in Tesco and I'm okay, mate. They're unreal. Really? Are they? The danger Hello. is the danger is obviously. So I scanned them in my app thing to log it right. So like 30 oh. grams is like 300 kilos, uh, 300 calories, sorry, 300 kilos. Oh. 30 grams is like 300 calories or something. So it's like you've got to be careful because it's a 300 gram bag. You eat that, you've done two days worth of calories. Like in one, and that yeah. could, they, they're that moorish, they could go in five minutes, no worries. Bloody Nora. So I had to like tape them up. Like I had to take some out, I had to tape <laughs> it back down and put it underneath something on my desk at work. So I was like, I could easily just sit here like, you yeah, know. But yeah, no, they're good. Although they weren't there in Tesco this week. I noticed that. They, they'd gone. I don't know if it was a special little promotion. Or something. Uh, someone left a bag on my desk. Greg Wareham. Bob knows him. Mystery KP Nutter. Diehard dropper. I didn't know who he was. I'm walking around the office going, who left these nuts on my desk? What, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't open them? No, they're still home. I haven't opened them yet. Wareham. Love that Wareham. Right now, I'll fucking put on a stone if I'm... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, good, good on the protein front, though. So if you can, um, if you can convince yourself to, yeah, convince yourself to just have one, one sort of scoop, which is quite tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, then yeah, you'd be all right. Love that, right, gents? It's been a pleasure, Chris. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, right, right, mate. See you later. Mate. See you all soon, mate. Bye. Bye. We've got some diet plans, health scans, sugar bands, fitness fans, PTs, injuries, laying off the Chinese, ball games, gym chains, protein gains and skin tight tops, and we ain't gonna stop until we hit the 50k. Drop, 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 no excess fat, no FAT, no curry bag, no guarantee. Rough or buff, lean on me, we'll lift up as fit as a bitch.